Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. It's too dangerous and Satan is too busy to be operating in life apart from God. So refusal to hear God will cultivate within us an independent heart and life and a rebellious spirit. In other words, when you refuse to hear, you begin to, your heart gets harder and harder and harder to the point that you can't hear God. And God turns you over to yourself and there lies within destruction. Thirdly, what happens when I ignore or refuse to hear the voice of God? We will not know God's plan for our lives, which will result in misdirection, confusion, and missed opportunities. Now, that's big. I hope you're writing that one down. We will not know God's plan for our lives, which will result in what? Misdirection, confusion, and missed opportunities. Uh, how many times you've gone the wrong direction, taken the wrong course, made a wrong decision? How many times you operated in confusion, not knowing what to do? How many times you have missed golden prime opportunities that could have been yours, but you missed out on what you could have had simply because you did not hear God? Satan will rob you of kingdom opportunities. I mean, an opportunity to have the best man as a husband or the best lady for a wife and you fool around and mess around and don't hear God and driven by your lust and entangle yourself simply because you fail to hear God. You allow friends in your life that God, that shipwrecked your life and then they leave you once they make, make a big mess out of your life and you let them in because you refuse to hear God opportunities. You miss out on golden primary opportunities. Jeremiah 29, 11. Turn there, everybody. Jeremiah 29, 11. It coincided with this point that we will know God's plan for our lives, which will result in misdirection, confusion, and misopportunities. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. Who knows? God knows the plan that he has for your life. You know, how many of you know God has a plan for your life? Uh, if you don't know it, you sure you're in bad shape. God has a plan for your life, and he wants to fulfill it through you, but it will not be fulfilled until you start listening to God. Listening to God. God has a plan. Now, a lot of y'all go, you know, I get so tired of folk going to these call-in shows. 
on the radio and calling up Dr. Phil and all these folks, and nobody's referencing the scripture. I mean, what are they getting at? Psychics and all these crazy folk with this shenanigans and mystical, magical stuff, demonic stuff that'll lead you straight to hell. For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. Look what his plans is. Now, see, plans to prosper you. In other words, if you follow me and listen to me, I'll prosper what you do. I'll prosper you. You won't be a failure. I'll help you succeed. I mean, and sometimes when I'm molding you, it may hurt. It may make you uncomfortable. But the, but the end result is I will prosper you. And listen, you when God, how many of you, how many of you have ever got a whooping from God, a chasing by God, and you knew God got you real good? I mean, anybody here with me? Oh, I'm about, I'm up. Yeah, okay. Now, do you think God was whooping you just to be whooping you? No. When God chastens those he loves, it is not to harm us. It is to get God's best out of us for his glory. All right? When you spank your child, it is not because you enjoy spanking your child. There is a desired end you're trying to accomplish, and because you love them and want them to prosper, you, you help them out by getting their attention by tapping in on their backside, right? He said, a plan, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God has a wonderful future uh, for your life, but you can cut your future short if you fail to listen to God. Uh, what's another consequence of ignoring uh, God, his voice? You will not know the mind of Christ. You will not know the mind of Christ. You won't know what is on God's heart unless you listen to him speak. You will not know what is on God's heart unless you what? Listen to him speak. Many of you know when God is speaking, but your pride, rebellion, and fear keep you from following his instructions. How many of you heard, ever heard or sensed God speaking to you? Be it your thoughts or through the word or through the Holy Spirit or through a spiritual mature believer, you sense that God was speaking through you through any of those entities. How many of you have heard through that? Okay, through any of those means. Okay, now, my question is, the issue for some of you is not that you can't, not that you don't know his voice. The issue is once you hear his voice, are you going to obey his voice? Many of you hear him saying, um, go ask for forgiveness for that person. Go apologize to your parents. Go, go make up with that person. You heard, you heard God telling you that. God put that thought there, but your pride and rebellion and fear keep you from doing it. When is the last time you heard God say to you, go bless your enemy? Huh? When last time? When is the last time God said, bless those that curse? Doesn't it say it in the word? In Matthew 5? When is the last time you bless somebody who hurt you? When is the last time you've served somebody who's hurt you? You mean tell me all your life, God has not one time told you to serve someone who has hurt you? How many times you've spoken when God has told you to be quiet and pray? You know, well, no, you know what? You don't understand what she did. She, she did this. He did that. I got to tell them something. They're not going to get away with that. 
And God says, now be quiet. The battle is mine. Just shut up and trust God. When last time? When is the last time? Uh, God has told some of you to cut off some of those relationships that you should have cut off a long time ago. And how many of you, God has told you to cut off a relationship and you held on to it and it messed you up? I mean, messed you up. And you, messed you up. I mean, you, God was telling you not to date that person up front. No, they too cute. No, they too handsome. No, their hair is too nice. No, they got money. They got a nice car. They got a good job. That ain't the quality of a good man or a good woman. I'd rather have me somebody that ain't that attractive but no God. <laughs> they have a pretty nothing. A pretty nothing. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Uh, how many of you, God has told you to witness to a certain person, tell them about Jesus, and you talk to them or you look right at them, and you let, you let that opportunity pass you right on by. You sense God prodding your heart to tell that person about Jesus. You know, that person could be going to hell, and you know God was moving you, and you know you wanted to say something, and you know it was a prime opportunity, and you just let it pass you by. Because of fear or the response of that person or whatever. How many of you all have had that happen? God, you, you sense God. I know it. Not, I'm the only one. Just a handful of folks. So you, you have witnessed to everybody God told you to witness to. Oh, you're pretty good. I mean, some of y'all are pretty good liars. <laughs> I don't believe that. Not if you're walking with the Lord. I, I, I have failed. And you know what? Let me say this too while I'm on that. Some of you all never get prodded to witness because you're so used to not witnessing till it doesn't even bother you. That only affects those who make the effort to witness that they fall under conviction that they should have witnessed when they happened with it. But if you ain't doing it anyhow, you know, well, what is, you say, well, that's nothing. It's nothing. But it is something. The, the word of God says in Acts 1 8, ye shall be my witnesses. You are my representative, you are God's representative. You, we are the salt. We are the light. We are the ambassadors. We are to speak up. Everybody else out the closet, and we've gone in the closet. When the last time God told you to vote biblically on an issue, but you had a, such an allegiance to your particular political party that you couldn't step, lay that aside to vote according to the word of God? And you voted satanically in that book. Nobody else knows. You look cute and Christianish. Look like a little Christian in here. But we know you voted hellish for some of you. We don't know what you're doing in that booth because that's what everybody else is saying. You don't measure candidates up by the word of God. It's only about what the media is saying. And don't you know Satan works through the media? Satan works through the media. When, when is the last time the Lord told you to go to prayer meeting and you went? When was the last time God told you to come to Bible study and you went? I mean, Lord, don't tell you things like that. Hmm? When was the last time God told you to go take your neighbor a pie and tell him about Jesus? 
When the last time God told you to give God a raise? <laughs> Did y'all do I need to say that in, in Latin or something? Greek? Which one you want? Hebrew? You want, you want uh, Luganda? Swahili? I ain't speaking in tongue. I'm speaking in English right now. When is the last time God... Hold up. That's what I did the first service. They choked. (laughs) Listen to this. How many of you in here enjoy raises? Now, look at y'all. Some of y'all going to lie and they ain't going to even raise your hand. You don't enjoy... You make enough money. You don't need any more. I mean, financial raise. I mean, I ain't saying raise up out the seat. I'm talking about... Uh, find out how many of you like to make, uh, you know, two or three hundred, four hundred dollars more? How many, how many of you like, to, now you're scared to raise your hand because you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> when is the last time God told you to give him a raise and you enjoyed doing it and you stepped up your level of giving to another level and blessed God's socks off? Last time you've done that. You want something? That you won't even give God. Think about it. You, you see how, you see, this thing is really real. I'm talking about hearing God. Let, let me tell you something. When you begin to hear God, you start doing some mysterious things that are very uncommon of you. Anybody can be common. Anybody can live below the level of mediocrity. But when you begin to hear God, you begin to do things that the status quo don't even do. Who called you to be like everybody else anyhow? Everybody else fall off a cliff. You going to fall off too? God calls you to be a different person. He calls you to be above and beyond uh, because of your love for him. Listen, let me ask you this. This is deep here and so pertinent. When is the last time you heard the call of God calling you through a message preach, and you sat there knowing you heard God, and you suppressed the truth, and you well, I ain't going to come, I don't know that church that well, or oh, this is my first time here, or oh, wait till I get this right, all oh, my relatives not here, or oh, this not here, as if tomorrow's in your hand. When was the last time you heard God speak, and you knew he was talking directly at you, and you did not respond now, Samuel may have been going to the wrong person, uh, but he, given some credit, he did respond. When the last time you responded to the truth of the gospel? What you going to do with, with this message on listening to God? Why would God put you in position to hear this message at this time on this day in your life? Why? You young folk out there, I like to, all y'all singers out there. I'm looking at y'all kind of hard. Y'all, God brought you here. Thank God for you. I wish I can grab you every Sunday. But, but listen, you got to hear God on what college you going to go to. Wait a minute. I want, I, want just y'all, I want y'all to talk back to me as loud as you can. Name some colleges in San Antonio. Just name them. Call them. Say it loud. UTSA. What? SAC. Oh, 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 I can't take no more. That's enough. Okay. Oh, Carnet work. Okay. Name some colleges in Texas. A&M. UT. Huh? Rice. Baylor. St. Paul. Oh, oh, oh. Enough. 
Not naming some colleges in the United States of America. Holy! Kansas State. You squeezed that one in, didn't you? (laughs) Now, with all that said before you, seniors, how in this world are you going to know where are you going unless you learn to hear God right now. With all those choices, some of y'all, not just y'all too, but some of y'all, some of y'all, y'all, y'all finances is in an absolute mess. And he really liked getting young folk. When I was a young person, I didn't know what a credit card was. <laughs> My parents didn't even have them back then. Not, not to mention me. And now y'all get them and you are in thousands of dollars of debt and cell phone bills, and you owe everything under the sun before you can set yourself in a college door, don't you know your debt will rob you of your success? Don't hear God. You got to buy everything. Can't deny yourself nothing. Don't know how to sacrifice. Don't know how to give to God. Then set some aside for yourself, pay your bills, and bless others in the process. How do you know what college to go to? With all those choices, if you don't hear God, who knows where you're going to end up? Who knows who you're going to marry? You got to even hear God with how you dress. How you dress. I come to the conclusion that some Christians dress the way they do so badly it's because they don't think about God on what they're going to put on, on your temple, the temple of God. You can wear dresses so short, split so deep, guys wearing stuff, showing crops too much, all this stuff, and don't hear God. When you hear God, you don't tattoo your body all up and put all this jewelry all over yourself looking like a jewelry box. The Bible says, come from among them and be separate. Y'all scared to say amen now. I know I'm telling the truth. Well, God would tell you to mark. You wasn't born with all the marks all over your body. If somebody told you to do that to yourself, you'd be mad. Now, if you got all the marks, I know you got them all over you. Repent and go on. You can't shed your skin. Just use them as a testimony. Amen? Y'all got to heal God. Some of y'all got a great allegiance to this world system. Sister, I'm an alpha, I'm a delta, I'm an omega sci-fi, branding yourself, putting all them Q marks on you, putting up, going through all that stuff. You better, listen, you better realize that Jesus is the alpha. You better realize that Jesus is the omega, the first and the last. You can go to hell from a fraternity, a sorority, or being a Masonic Lord. All that stuff will send you to hell. No allegiance to the church. You ain't, you're not, your objective is not to go to college to be in a fraternity. They, they lower your grade point average. Get in things that's going to enhance your education. Get in things that's going to challenge you. Get in scholarly extracurricular activities. Something that's not in party life. You're not there to have a party. Matter of fact, God tells you not to go to certain parties. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I remember Lynn Bias. Do y'all remember Lynn Bias? Some of y'all young folk don't remember him. Years ago, first round draft choice, 
of the Boston Celtics. Multi-million dollar contract. According to the reports and his parents, he went to a party to celebrate. Took something, supposedly, that had some something in it. I don't know if he took it himself or was he ignorant of it. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just going with what they said. I wasn't there. But he, a cardiac arrest, and he died before he could sign that contract. Now, what if he had heard God? Or maybe he wasn't even saved so he could hear God. Before he could make one dollar of that multi-contract, dead. If he had just heard God, could have been a legend. Could have been a supreme example of how to live the Christian life or whatever. You remember that fire? God got me. I ain't seen all this the first service. Do you remember that fire in that club? Some of y'all know where I was going. And, and people thought that was part of the part of the entertainment or whatever. And when they discovered it was real and that the thing place was really on fire, there was they panicked and it was a mad dash. And they were, I saw pictures that were frightened. They were literally jammed stuck in the door, hands reaching out, stuck. Because so many were trying to get out at one time. They caved into the door and couldn't go. And they died in that club. Now, somebody was told, stay home today. Somebody was told, what you going there for? Somebody said, why are you always there? Oh, mama, yeah, you leave. We just have, ain't nothing going to happen. I'm grown. You ain't so grown, you can't die. They died from a club. Oh, by the way, thank you, Holy Spirit. Where you going to die? I ain't saying when. I said where? Where you going to die? You going to plop over with your screen stuck on pornography? Somebody going to pick up your body and they're going to look in your pants pocket, look for your ID, they'll discover a lottery ticket? Or pull out your pocket and there's a condom. Oh, God, help me preach. Where are you going to die? What, what, how are you going to die? What's going to be in your pocket? What's going to be in your purse? What's going to be on your person when you die? Where you, where, where you going to die? You better live right and walk right because death could find you right there. Could find you right there. Another thing about hearing God, listen, another thing about hearing God is this. Failure, disappointment, and destruction awaits those who fail to listen to God. Failure, disappointment, and destruction awaits those who fail to listen to God. I repeat it again. Failure, disappointment, and what? Destruction awaits those who fail to listen to God. Look, look, look at 1 Samuel chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 12 through 22. 1 Samuel 4, 12 through 22. I'm going to read it. But, but you look along with me because I'm going to be pointing out some things. And please use your Bible. Please. Look what it says. 1 Samuel 4, starting with the 12th verse. Then a man of Benjamin ran from the battle 
uh, from the battle line the same day and came to Shiloh with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. Now when he came, there was Eli sitting on a seat by the wayside watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the noise of the outcry, he said, what does the sound of this tumult mean? And the man came quickly and told Eli, Eli was 98 years old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see. Then the man said to Eli, I am he who came from the battle and I fled today from the battle line. And he said, what happened, my son? So the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines and there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. Now, look, that didn't kill him. Look, that didn't kill Eli. Look what killed him. And the ark of God has been captured. Verse 18. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli fell off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck was broken and he died for the man was old and heavy. Now, the news of his son's death didn't kill him, but the news of the ark of God being captured killed him, which shows me that Eli loved God more than his sons. And he had judged Israel 40 years. Look at verse 19. Now his daughter-in-law, uh, uh, Phinehas' wife, Mrs. Phinehas, uh, with child due to be delivered. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured, that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth for her labor pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, do not fear, for you have born a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory of God has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, the glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. All I'm trying to say is that failure, disappointment, and destruction awaits those who fail to listen to God. Look at that. Eli lost two sons, and God said, they so messed up and so evil, until I ain't going to kill them one here and another three months later. I'm going to wipe both those boys out the same day. Eli dies hearing that the ark of God had been captured. Mrs. Phinehas uh, gave birth and did not regard the child, hearing, uh, losing her husband, or her father-in-law, brother-in-law, death and destruction because of not hearing God. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210 821-5683.
We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 